Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues the Bible series on the Book of Romans with this message entitled, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Now here is our Bible teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but you are strong. Little ones means us human beings. What is man that you should consider him? We think it is little children. We are the little ones. We are the weak. And we are the dying. But thank God. Jesus loves us. We are weak. But he is strong. To make us strong. Make us alive. Make us lose our depression. And our death. And our misery. And have life eternal. That we may rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And I say there are people here who love your misery. You don't want the misery to be taken away. You revel in it. You love it. And you have no hope. Jesus invites those who are burdened and weary. Sick of it. Come to him and he will save you. Little ones. Old ones. Middle aged ones. Men and women. Come to him and be saved. Today. Before you leave this place. Be saved. Otherwise this worship. Will be held against you. Jesus loves me. This I know. And that's how St. Paul concludes this great chapter. Pepace my, for I am convinced. He asked the question, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? The challenge. And he lists our enemies, 70 of them. And then concludes with great victory, sir. From Romans 8 verse 1, we have been steadily climbing. And in Romans 8, 35 through 39, we have arrived at the Mount Everest of true believers, eternal security. We read in the Westminster Confession concerning this eternal security, of the believers, the children of God. They whom God hath accepted in his beloved, effectually called and sanctified by his spirit, can neither totally nor finally fall away from the state of grace, but shall certainly persevere therein to the end. And be eternally saved. 
this truth of the full assurance of our salvation in Jesus Christ is clearly taught in Romans 8 35 through 39 here the final unanswerable question is put forth the challenge who shall separate us from the love of Christ Romans 8 35 through 39 finishes the argument Saint Paul began in 831 if God is for us who can be against us the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church which Christ is building upon the rock foundation of himself with us the living stones we are in God we are in Christ Jesus we are born of the spirit led by the spirit and kept by his mighty power because Jesus lives we live forever he has given us eternal life we shall never perish he said so we are gripped by his crucified hands no one is able to snatch us out of his hand. We are gripped also by the Father's hand. Who can snatch us out of his hand? Friends, we are held by the Father and the Son in the Holy Ghost. We are not Esau, Achan, Saul, Judas, Ananias, or Demas. They were not born of God. Such people fall away because they trample the Son of God underfoot, treat the blood of the covenant as an unholy thing, and insult the Spirit of grace. But the people of God persevere to the end in the power of God. Therefore, there is now no condemnation or separation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Friends, we have been taken out of Adam, out of the world, and we are joined to Jesus Christ our beloved bridegroom. We are joined to him by the divine glue of Christ's love. So separation from him is absolutely impossible. God hates divorce. Jesus Christ never divorces his bride, the church, for whose sake he died. Who shall separate us, that is the church, from the love of Christ? Who shall cut us off, that is the challenge? Who shall put a distance between Christ and his church? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? 
Not our changing love for Christ, but Christ's infinite, unchanging love for us. This Jesus Christ died for us, was raised for us, is at the right hand of God for us, and he ever lives to make intercession for us. Who can separate us from Christ's love? Can anyone or anything cause Christ to hate us? Impossible. Not even our own sin is able to separate us from the love of Christ. We are justified by God, not on the basis of our righteousness, but on the sole basis of Christ's perfect righteousness. If we sin, God will discipline us, as we learn today in Hebrews 12, 7 through 11. He makes us holy and blameless, and he knows how to do it. But he will not cut us off or cast us off. No one and nothing can. Holy Spirit dwells in us forever. Holy Spirit departed from Saul, but not from David. We died with Christ, buried with Christ, being raised with Christ, and seated with Christ. He is the vine, and we are the fruit-bearing branches, vitally united to him forever. No one cuts us off. No one can. He loved us from eternity. He loves us right now. He will love us forever. So we read in John 15 verse 13, Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Romans 5 verse 8, But God demonstrates his love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even now, he is loving us by sanctifying us by his word to make us shine as the sun that he may present us to himself a radiant church, perfect in glory. Yes, we have enemies who would like to cut us off from the love of Christ, but they cannot and they will not succeed. How can creatures frustrate the purpose of a sovereign God? It is God's purpose to conform us to the image of his Son. And we are called according to this eternal purpose. Second, our enemies. There are 17 possible enemies listed here. First is trouble. In Latin, tribulum, from which we derive trouble. Tribulum was a kind of sledge or wooden platform studded underneath with sharp pieces of flint or iron teeth. They used this tribulum to thresh corn. 
The idea is applying severe pressure. When pressure is applied to grapes, we get grape juice. When pressure is applied to olives, we get olive oil. Friends, Christians are not exempt from pressures in this life. Don't moan and groan and complain and argue. Understand truth. We are not exempt from pressures. In fact, we experience more because we belong to Christ whom the world hates. Acts 14 and verse 22. We must, say St. Paul, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Again, St. Paul says in 2 Timothy 3.12, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life, not just a life, godly life, sir, in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Count on it. Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. Because in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you, nothing new, sir. Matthew 23, we read, you snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? Therefore I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. Second, hardship. Stenochoria, the Greek word, means the way of Jesus is very narrow. We are to take Christ's yoke and our cross and follow Jesus Christ. There is distress in our Christian life, anguish, straightness, S-T-R-A-I-T-N-E-S-S. Paul used this word in chapter 2, verse 9 of Romans. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil. Third, persecution. Diogmos. Ishmael persecuted Isaac. In Acts 8, verse 1, we read on that day a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem. The Jews persecuted the Christians. Study the history of Christian martyrs and you will find something about persecution. Famine, number four. The people of God may suffer hunger. I have known children of ministers who suffered and did not have food and died. Yes, it has happened. Read the story of Indian saint Pantida Ramabai. And Saint Paul experienced it. 
in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And Jesus speaks about it, Matthew 25, verse 42. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. Number five, nakedness. Gumnotes. Meaning, Christians may lack clothing to cover fully their nakedness. Matthew 25, verse 36, I needed clothes and you clothed me. James 2, verse 5, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. And you said to that person, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed. That's hypocrisy. That is denial of Christianity. Number six, danger. Kindunas. Friends, we may experience all kinds of dangers. We are not exempt from them. See Paul's list of dangers in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 26. He speaks about dangers from rivers, dangers from bandits, dangers from countrymen. Dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, danger in the country, danger in the sea. And finally, number eight, danger from false brothers. Learn something. Holy Spirit does not always prevent us from experiencing dangers. Number seven, sword, Makaira. This speaks of violent death. Somebody will come and kill you. What are you griping about, complaining about? We all ought to be ashamed of our complaining and our mourning, our weeping, our crying. St. Paul had not experienced sword at the time of this writing. Later he was killed by the sword. So Paul quotes Psalm 44 verse 22 to show God's people always suffered for their faith in God. For thy sake we are being put to death and I we translate it wrongly. Not we face death. The Greek text says for thy sake we are being put to death all day long. We are counted and marked off as sheep for the slaughter. What are we complaining, friends? Superficial synthetic evangelism says, Believe Jesus and your troubles shall disappear. You will have wealth and health and fame that is utterly false and nothing to do with the gospel. Number eight, death. Thanatos. Believers may be put to death. But do not worry. Christ destroyed death for us by his death on the cross. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. Then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Let's say thanks be to God. 
Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. And Paul says in 2 Timothy 1, But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The gospel tells you how to obtain life and immortality. Think of the killing of thousands of Scottish covenanters by the so-called Christian rulers. We read of Nero who burned Christians as living torches to light the city of Rome at night. But for us to die is gain. Death opens the door to paradise. Number nine, life. This life has its own troubles. Our life is full of troubles in this fallen world. So we may commit suicide. Every day people are trying to get out. They are committing suicide. But to us, our life here means, Paul says, fruitful service to God. Philippians 1 verse 22, if I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Redeeming the time. We have work to do for God. God who formed you in your mother's womb will sustain you all through life. He will be with you in life and in death and beyond the grave. He will be with you. So Paul says, Romans 14, 7 and 8, For none of us lives to himself alone, and none of us dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Item 10 and 11, angels and demons. Or angels and rulers against us. But don't worry, all evil angels and evil rulers are defeated by Christ's death on the cross. Colossians 2.15, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. And what about Jesus Christ? He has gone into heaven and he is at God's right hand with angels, authorities and powers in submission to him. And so Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So we resist the devil. We wrestle against them and they flee and we stand in triumph. 12 and 13 deals with time, things present and things future. 
What about time? What are the present and the unknown future? Friends, Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth. He says in John 16 verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. God exalted him far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every title that can be given not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So St. John says, 1 John 5, 4, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even faith in Jesus Christ, faith in God, faith in the gospel. And so, St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we live by faith and not by sight. We do not know what tomorrow brings. That is true. But Jesus is the Lord of the present and of the future. Many things about tomorrow I just don't seem to understand. But that's not all it says. But I, but I know who holds tomorrow. And I know who holds my hand. This Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He knows the end from the beginning. He is with us. He never leaves us. And we are the temple of his Holy Spirit. 14 and 15 deals with space, height or depth. But don't worry, he is the Lord of space. He is up there and he is down here. Psalm 139 and we read where can we go from his presence 139 verse 8 if I go to the heavens you are there if I make my bed in the depths you are there can we go away from God's presence to some place? No, sir. He is everywhere. Number 16. Dunamis. Powers against us. Dunamis. This may refer to miracles performed in the power of the devil. To deceive people. Are we going to be deceived by these counterfeit miracles? As many are deceived in these days by spiritual charlatans. So Jesus said, Matthew 24, verse 24, For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if possible. And the answer is what? Not possible. St. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs and wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. And maybe there are people who are deceived. You cannot run. 
Christ and believe in Jesus Christ. Because you are what? Perishing. And the last one, 17th. Anything else in creation, any other created thing. That's a final challenge. Is there any other created thing in God's universe that can separate you from the love of Christ? The answer is no, nothing. Nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of Christ. Love Christ has for us. Friends, what do we conclude? We are eternally secure. Here, friends, we have reached the Mount Everest of our security. We are not victims of circumstances. We are victors over them. Christ, we heard, defeated all enemies. He defeated death and he defeated the devil by his death. Come what may. Let me read to you some of the troubles people of flesh and blood suffered. Let's turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. First chapter 10, beginning with verse 32. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. Other, at other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. In chapter 11, beginning with verse 35, Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging while others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. What are we complaining about? Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. What St. Paul himself suffered. And beginning with verse 23. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more... I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods, and once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false brethren. Friends, 
What are you complaining? What are you unhappy about? What are you fighting about? Saints. Saints not just endure hardship, but glory in them. So we read Romans 5, 3 through 5, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Glory! Boast in our sufferings. Because sufferings produce Christ-likeness. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 But he said to me my grace is sufficient for you For my power is made perfect in weakness Therefore I will boast all the more Gladly about my weaknesses So that Christ's power may rest on us So the last point The victory In all these things Paul says we are more than conquerors Super conqueror in all things. Friends, Christians are realists. We as believers in Christ expect troubles and persecutions. But they cannot harm us or defeat us. On the contrary, in all these things. We enjoy daily, in the Greek, daily Overwhelming victory. For instance, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 5. For just as the suffering of Christ flow over into our lives. So also through Christ our comfort overflows. When there is trouble, there is comfort. And not only that. We learn to trust in Christ alone because of sufferings. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 9 Indeed in our hearts we felt the sentence of death But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves But on God who raises the dead Troubles Make us trust in Christ We hope not in this world But in the world to come Sufferings for Christ's sake Cause the things of this world to grow strangely dim these sufferings focus our eyes, spiritual eyes, on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who at the right hand of the Father is making intercession for us right now. For the true believers are filled with the Spirit, faith and wisdom. They are clothed with the Spirit and power of God. The church of Jesus Christ follows Christ who goes out conquering and to conquer. By faith she overcomes the world, the devil, the flesh, the hell. We overcome them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Like Samson who destroyed the gates of Gaza. The church in Christ's strength takes the battle to the gates of hell. And the gates of hell are destroyed. The walls of Jericho crumbles before the church. Goliath is killed by his own sword. The church super conquers all enemies. Like David, the church goes against all Christ's enemies in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel. Like Joshua, we fight and win because our God is a warrior. He is the commander of the army of the Lord. Onward, Christian soldiers. 
We never retreat in defeat. God is with us. And we sing the song of Moses. I will sing unto the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider thrown into the sea. The Lord, my God, my strength, my song has now become my victory. The Lord is God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. We don't just overcome our enemies. We who pair overcome. We super overcome. We do so daily. The Lord is with us in all things. God works for our good, our final salvation, our glorification. So we read in Isaiah 43. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you. By name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Hallelujah. So Paul says, I can do all things. Through Jesus Christ who gives me strength daily. Who makes me strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. His grace comes to me. His grace is sufficient for me. His grace is sufficient to do every good work. Martin Lloyd-Jones speaks of Pastor Thomas Browning. He lived in the 17th century. He was put in prison by Charles II. From the prison he wrote to his flock from Northampton prison the cup of afflictions for the gospel is the sweeter the deeper a stronger cordial is found the nearer the bottom that is the deeper the affliction the sweeter it is Dr. John Stott says, Christian people are not guaranteed immunity to temptation, tribulation, or tragedy, but we are promised victory over them. God's pledge is not that suffering will never afflict us, but that it will never separate us from his love. Yes, friends. No suffering can separate us from our union with Christ which is our union with his life and love. We will with the Lord go through the valley of the shadow of death, but will arrive at the city of the living God to enjoy everlasting life. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Sufferings? No. In all these things we daily super conquer. Not in our strength, sir. But through him who loved us. That is through him who died for our sins on the cross. Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Christ loved you and Christ died for you. Christ loved me and he died for me. If you want a demonstration of Christ's love, look to the cross. And be fully convinced that nothing can destroy our salvation. 
Paul says, I am persuaded. Pepeismai. Perfect. Passive indicative of pathos. Meaning I have arrived at this unshakable conviction. Not an emotional feeling. I stand convinced. A conviction brought about by the facts of the gospel. As a result of the spirits enlightening my rational mind. So I have come to a settled conclusion. I am not deceived or deluded. I have absolute certainty. And so finally he obediently and confidently went out to the place of execution because he was absolutely certain that nothing can cut him off from the love of Christ. And he was beheaded as was James the apostle. Stephen was stoned to death. Peter was crucified. All these were convinced beyond a shadow of doubt of the enduring love of God manifested in Jesus Christ the dying Stephen was given an assurance of this love but Stephen full of the Holy Spirit looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God look he said I see heaven open and the son of man Standing at the right hand of God. Let's praise the Lord, sir. He saw Jesus Christ and the Father in paradise. He was going where the thief on the cross went in his spirit. Friends, death cannot separate us from the love of the triune God. Death can only help us to reach this paradise. A paradise of inexpressible joy. Friends, we are given grace not only to believe. We are given grace also to suffer for Christ. Philippians 1 and verse 29. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ. Not only to believe on him but also to suffer for him. Grace to live. Grace to suffer. Grace to die. And grace to arrive in paradise. No wonder he said to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Romans 8 verse 28 he said we know. And we know to those who love God. God works in all things for good. We know for certain. Here he says I am convinced. God's love in Christ never fails. You heard it song Jesus never fails Jesus never fails heaven and earth may pass away but Jesus never fails all these 17 enemies listed in this passage are powerless to separate us from the love of God yes they are superhuman they are mighty but God is all mighty so we read in Revelation 20, the devil, the antichrist, the false prophet, all, all evil spirit and every unbeliever in Jesus Christ are cast into, out into the lake of fire by Christ, the judge of all. And we dwell with God in the new heaven and the new earth where there are no enemies, no deaths and no tears. Nothing, absolutely nothing. 
can separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing can separate us from all the love of God, our Father. This love of God is the love of Christ. The love of God the Father is the love Christ displayed on the cross. It is the love Holy Spirit sheds abroad in our hearts in superabundance. Friends, it is everlasting love which many waters cannot quench. It is the great love. It is the undying love. It is Father's love to us. He loves just us. He loves his own son. This love is beyond all human comprehension. We grow in our knowledge of this love. And you can go and read if you want. Let me read it to you. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the measure of the fullness of God. Now friends, no man can know the love of God. This is important. No man can know the love of God without knowing and trusting in Jesus Christ who died on the cross. God demonstrates his own love for us in this why we were still sinners Christ died for us. So the question of Romans 8.35 is answered in the negative. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing and no one in the entire universe. Even we ourselves cannot separate ourselves from his love. And finally Paul says from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is eternal security. Full assurance of our final salvation is only for those who confess Jesus is Lord. Have you done that? If you confess with your mouth Jesus Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. Anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Jesus, Jesus said I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. Yes. Those who are in Christ rejoice. Yes. Those who are outside of Christ come. Come to him. Come to him. Confess him. Trust in him. And be eternally secure. In the love of God. And the love of Christ. Heavenly Father we pray. We pray right now. To strengthen your people. That they may be rooted and founded. In the soil. Heavenly soil of the love of Christ. That they may become unshakable, strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That they may live for God in fruitful service to you. Bearing witness to Jesus Christ in a dark and lost world. And I pray that you draw those who are outside of Christ 
bring them in that they may come and eat and drink and that they may never hunger and never thirst give them rest for we pray in Jesus name Amen You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio with the message entitled Jesus Loves Me This I Know Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthews